counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply, then you, lovely person, are in the right place. Because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if it's your first time here, really pleased that you found us. I hope you're having a good day. Now, today I want to talk about, you know, a big question, how to get therapy clients. Because if I had a pound for every time somebody asked me this, if I had a pound for every time I saw this being asking like, you know, Facebook groups and places like that, well, look, I would be a really, really happy lady because it's the first question that people ask when they get started in private practice, isn't it? It seems like a simple question, but I don't think it's quite as straightforward as it seems to be. So today we're going to take a look at how to get therapy clients. Okay, so yeah, it's kind of an obvious question really. And of course, when people first get started in private practice, there's that excitement and, you know, ready to get started. And then they just kind of want to know, you know, brilliant. So how do I actually get clients? And every time I get asked this, or every time I see somebody pose this question somewhere, it kind of tweaks my imposter syndrome a little bit, because I know that I can't answer this succinctly. I can't answer this in a single sentence. I can't answer this in a single paragraph for that matter. I can't answer this in a single blog post or podcast. I mean, look, I've been doing this for two years now and there's not been a definitive, I can't say, a definitive answer. In fact, when you think about it, I wrote a whole book about it. You know, I wrote the Grow Your Private Practice book, which is available on Amazon. I'll just get that in there. So I wrote a whole book about, you know, literally called Grow Your Private Practice. And the truth is I could easily have written volume after volume after volume for the different things to do with marketing your private practice. And yeah, I mean, when we're thinking about it, I also run the Grow Your Private Practice membership. So the membership is all about helping counsellors to grow their practice. You know, it's got lots of training in there. It's got lots of resources. It has live monthly events in order to help people find the way that's right for them to attract clients. So it's it's a big question. It's not the sort of question where there's just an answer because it's kind of an ongoing process. It's, you know, and that's what I find really exciting about it. You know, it's a really complex subject. It's got lots of moving parts and there are lots of sort of what ifs and not all and perhapses that come into any sort of answers that I try to give. But I can see why people might think differently because sometimes I see you know, people talking about how they got a full practice by only ever using a directory or by only ever using word of mouth or by only ever using Google My Business or any of a long list of marketing tools or techniques, which let's face it, is absolutely fantastic for them. You know, it's certainly a fantastic thing to do, but this is not usual. You know, it's not usual for someone to do one marketing thing and, you know, 
ding, 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 they hit the jackpot. You know, that's not something that usually happens. Would that, you know, wouldn't it be nice if it did? But it doesn't. So, you know, and the problem really with this kind of thing is if we see people that say, well, I grew my practice just through word of mouth, it can spark up a real comparisonitis because we start to think, well, look, if they got full just from word of mouth, what the hell am I doing wrong? And before you know it, you can start to lose your confidence. You can start to, you know, your inner critic can come out to play. You know, all of those different things can happen. But I want to really say, look, you know, the truth is you're probably not doing anything wrong. You know, it's <laughs> we don't know what's going on for other people. We've got no idea what's happening in their life. So let's take that example of somebody that only uses word of mouth as a way of growing the practice. And let's have a little, you know, let's let's look a little deeper to work out why it's so effective for this particular person. Because maybe that person is an extrovert. And as an extrovert, they naturally know lots of people, enjoy the company of lots of people. And therefore, they're going to have lots more people that are going to be out talking about them. Now, I'm a massive introvert. You know, I have a small group of friends. I used to go networking, but I don't go networking now. And I, so I don't have an army of people that are going out there recommending me. So purely word of mouth just wouldn't work for me because I've not got enough people doing the talking for me. So maybe they have or had a job that is to do with the niche they currently have. So let's think about this. So maybe they they work or worked in an environment that's highly stressful. And now they have a niche that's to do with stress and work-life balance, which would be a good choice, wouldn't it? Because it's something they have a lot of experience of. So that person then would be on the radar of lots of people that are stressed and need help with their work-life balance. So that means that that person is going to naturally get known just through the people that they already know. I hope that makes sense. I don't know if I sort of <laughs> said that a bit backwards, but you know what I mean. So if, they, if they've worked in that particular niche, lots of people will know them and they'll already be on their radar. Or, you know, it could be a bit of a mix of the two, couldn't it? You know, maybe they've been established as a therapist in their local area for many years, but they've become known because they're quite an extrovert. And as an extrovert, they're getting involved in local charities, local networking. Maybe they deliver free or paid workshops. You know, people just get to know you over time. But if you're an extrovert, that's a lot more likely to happen, isn't it? So it's rarely as simple as it first appears. So please, if, if you see somebody that says, oh, I've just done this one thing and it's, you know, I've filled my practice, please remember there's more of a story to it than that. So please don't compare. Comparisonitis is not a good thing. It's just going to make you feel bad. Now, I say loads and loads of times, and if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you'll have heard this put before many times. I believe that there is no one-size-fits-all way to grow your practice. There are hundreds of different ways of marketing your practice, and all of them work. You know, everything works. But the trick is having an awareness of what it is that you enjoy, what is it that you enjoy doing, and what it is that you don't enjoy doing. So some people love social media and some people hate it. The people that love social media 
will naturally have more success on it because their enthusiasm will show. But if you hate social media, it tends to mean that you're going to post inconsistently. It means that you're not going to put any effort into learning about new ideas. If you're not enjoying the process, you're just not going to get out there and do it very well. So naturally, you're not going to get the results. So if you hate social media, it's not going to be a good choice for you, even though it might work for loads of other people. If it's not something you enjoy and you're not enjoying the process, then you're not going to get the results. So have a think, you know, what what is it that you do enjoy? So here are a few ideas. So if you're more of an extrovert, you might find being a therapist a really isolating thing. You know, you're working on your own. It is, it can be very isolating. So as an extrovert, networking would be a great choice for you because networking is all about forming relationships. It's about, you know, yes, forming working relationships, forming business relationships, but it also goes on to work forming actual friendships. Now, you know, I used to network very, very regularly, like all the time. And I made loads of friends when I was networking, friends that I'm still friends with, friends that I still know. So, you know, if you're an introvert and feeling, sorry, an extrovert and feeling a little bit isolated, have a look into business networking. And I do have training about that in the Grey Private Practice Membership. On the other hand, if you're an introvert, blogging can be a really great choice because as an introvert, you're probably quite a deep thinker. So, you know, it might be that you're able to, you know, use those skills that you have as an introvert to write some really interesting and useful blogs. Now, if you're a very creative person, I would say something like social media could be a great choice because you can get creative in lots of different ways with the words that you use, with the images that you put out there. You know, there's things like TikTok and, you know, there's loads of things you can throw yourself into and be as creative as you want to. But if you're a really techie person, you might want to concentrate on making your website be magnificent and hardworking and get your SEO really working hard for you. So you can see it's not about you trying to fit into marketing. It's about you working out who you are, what you enjoy and making your marketing fit in with the things that you're naturally going to be good at. And that just feels so much better, doesn't it? Does it? Does it feel better to you? To me, that feels so much better. So I'm an introvert. Yes, I have done lots of networking in the past, but it's not a place where I feel naturally comfortable. So I don't think I came across the best I ever could at networking, to be honest. So I know that I don't have to force myself to do networking because I can do a podcast, I can write blogs, and that's going to do a good job of my marketing for me. So when you know what you enjoy, you can choose the marketing that's going to appeal to you most. And if you find it interesting, you're just going to become naturally good at it because it's something you enjoy. You know what it's like. If you're really interested in something, you'll get books about it. You'll have a bookcase that's full of those books. You know, you'll read about it for fun. So yeah, if you do marketing that you find interesting, you are just naturally going to become really good at it because it's what you enjoy and that naturally will show. And you can't help but get good at things that you enjoy doing. It's just, you know, it's just the way it is. Remember, if you do need any help with this, either deciding on, you know, what marketing is the best choice for you or how to do that marketing, well, you know, remember the Grow Your Private Practice member is basically 
all about that, you know. So if you feel a little bit like you're drowning under all that marketing info that there is, come and see how it can help you to take more control of your practice. So... (laughs) So if you're here because you thought I was going to have the definitive answer to how to get more therapy clients, well, look, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to disappoint you. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. But but you can see that attracting clients is more complex than just placing an advert in the right place. But if you choose the right marketing activities for you, then you're going to enjoy the process. And that means that you're going to do it more regularly. You're going to learn about it. You're going to get good at it. And you're going to attract clients along the way. So doesn't that feel better? Okay, so that's it for this week. So really what I'd like to say is if you've enjoyed this podcast, if you found that this is helpful, why not share it with somebody else who's who's struggling to attract more clients? You know, be a friend, let your friends know about it, just tell them about it. So all that's left to say is have an absolutely fantastic week. Okay, you take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this, then please subscribe to the show. And while you're there, I'd love it if you could leave me a big, shiny five-star review. Bye.